Maybe today's better for you, tomorrow's better for me. No, you're gonna get the wave of your life. You'll be super happy. <laughs> It is truly an honor and a privilege to bring you this week's American Alchemist, my friend, and in many ways, my role model, Garrett McNamara. Go, Jesse, go! Yeah. Oh, the clothes out, Jesse, run, Jesse, run! Oh, yeah. Garrett might be the best big wave surfer of all time. In 2013, he broke the Guinness Book of World Records surfing a 78-foot wave in Nazaré, Portugal a spot previously thought to be unrideable due to its massive, nasty waves that break erratically straight into a group of sharp rocks. Are you ready for Nazare? No way, you know You can go not. right. <laughs> not, not right in Nazare. Only time you don't listen to me is if you're absolutely 100% sure that what I'm telling you to do is gonna kill you. The guy's name is Garrett McNamara. <laughs> People who don't know Garrett might write him off as a crazy adrenaline junkie with a death wish, but he's actually an extremely down-to-earth, kind, loving person who is far more calculated and skilled in his ability to assess life and death situations than anyone realizes. He's constantly forecasting, simulating scenarios in his mind, and thinking about every little detail when it comes to riding big waves. What do you guys think worse? A kick in the nuts or <laughs> delivering a baby? Baby. Delivering baby. 100%. What do you think? You never hear somebody go and kick me in the nuts again. <laughs> we got a really good wave coming, boy! I met Garrett three years ago through my best friend and past American alchemist, Taro Isacopola, the founder of Four Sigmatic. Right when we got to his house, Garrett insisted that he take us toe surfing on the tiny 10-foot waves breaking right outside. I hadn't surfed in eight years, so out of pure instinct, I didn't let go of the rope until very late and almost flipped Garrett and Taro on the jet ski. I also sliced a small part of my heel off, which Garrett generously agreed to super glue shut. This time around, I promised to make up for it and actually ride the biggest waves of my life. Luckily, a swell was just coming in. Today's a perfect day for you. Really? Garrett's extreme in everything he does. That was almost on the rock. He was raised by a single mom in a cult, began toe surfing in the early 2000s, caught maybe the best barrel ever ridden to this day at Jaws, formed a team of friends and family that single-handedly created the modern-day big wave surf mecca of Nazare, and of course, broke the world record there. When I first met you, you told me that you'd go 40 feet underwater, you'd take a boulder and you'd walk it across the ocean floor 40 feet. It's not, it's not normal. You don't want to go too far because that's when you black out. One time about a year ago, we decided to do an intense hour-long session of holotropic breath work together. But of course, that wasn't enough for Garrett, who decided to add a three-minute breath hold followed by 20 push-ups at the end of it. Didn't you pass out? I think you said I passed out. I was involved for a, a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something came out of me, a little demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been able to pass out doing that yet. Everybody I do yeah. it with passes out, and I'm trying, but it, I, I don't pass out. Another kind of crazy thing I did with Garrett was combo. This Amazonian frog poison can kill you if you ingest it, but if you apply it to cuts in the body at the right dosage, you purge everything in your stomach, basically throw everything up, and you feel incredible afterwards. You still got the, the marks from your life. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I did three cuts along with everyone else there, which is considered the normal dose. Garrett, on the other hand, did 10. Our shaman 
They said I need to do times 10 everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do. In this epic interview, we talk about his childhood, his insane career, his almost psychedelic ability to lose control, the importance of his wife, Nicole, in his life, and the McNamara Foundation, which exposes the youth to nature so that they'll be better stewards of the planet. So without further ado, hit subscribe, sit back, relax, and enter into a day in the life of this week's legendary American alchemist, Garrett McNamara. Different parts of the brain have different activities. <laughs> but you know that, don't you? Maybe you should interview me. There we are with Jesse. <laughs> Mario's in the house. Carl looking militant in the back. Welcome to our house. Check out Jesse at ballsdeep.com. <laughs> <laughs> Balls deep in UFOs.com. <laughs> there you go. 100% nuts, and we're not talking peanuts. <laughs> Thank as long you, as he man. can't do any, he can't do any COVID stuff, or they'll cancel him. Yeah. For real. Yeah. I, I, I literally am sitting on an interview with the guy that got Rogan in trouble. How can innovation happen? if we're no longer allowed to talk to each other and explore ideas. I'm honored to be here. Every time I come here, I just get so pumped up. You take me out surfing. I come back to LA, I feel pumped about life. Your family and just seeing them is so beautiful and that really affects me in a deep way. And so I'm, I'm honored to be here and I really appreciate you having me. So why don't we go way back? Because I think in some ways your childhood really formed who you are today. You're a person I see with no fear in any situation. I didn't realize that I was fearless, but my brothers, they always said I would jump off roofs. I would be the first to do everything. I have no interest in a 100 foot wave on 120 footer. That way there'll be no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I feel like that goes back to your mom, Malia McNamara. There's a really interesting clip in 100 Foot Wave where a, a kid falls next to her and the whole crowd circles around the kid and it's like, are you okay, are you okay? And she just laughs and she goes, That's what I never did with my kids. Oh, they drag themselves up and I just go, You come with an open heart, you're gonna receive nothing but love. You come with your arrogance, you're gonna get the hell slapped out of you. Your mom joined the Christ family, right? And yep. you, were, you were what, like six? I was six or seven, yeah. And the goal was to live like Christ, to live off the land, no material possessions. You guys went to Mount Shasta and tried to summon the aliens. What was that experience like? She was looking for God <clears throat> and she took us up to Mount Shasta, supposedly the portal where the aliens come down. And Did she say she made contact with God on Mount Shasta? We met the Christ family on Mount Shasta. Interesting. Ooh, so that was her first contact. That was her first contact. Yeah. Interesting. So she interpreted that as a divine event. I guess. I know that she was on a mission to find who her God was going to be. And we somehow ran into the Christ family. They, we had, it was cold up there. Mm -hmm. We burnt all of our lively possessions, all of our money, our nice shoes, our clothes, everything in the fire. Mm -hmm. Watched it burn up no more toys, no more nothing, and put on a robe 
that we cut out of a sheet. And you had a little ro a little sheet for a blanket rolled up on your back. And that was it, bare feet from there on. I was always worried about making sure that I had food on the table. Interesting. And, and yeah, that was a little, there was something underlying from the Christ family that created this feeling of not being secure yeah yeah no security and you think that stayed with you a little a little to this day do you think I finally feel very secure yeah. and very comfortable with life Good. finally as of after the HBO show yeah. before the HBO show I still was kind of concerned about yeah the next move and yeah. where we were gonna make sure where our retirement was coming from where yeah. We're gonna make sure we have enough money to provide for the family. And now I feel like I'm there. I feel very secure, very, very um, comfortable. I think everything came together because we were focusing more on doing good things and giving back. And so everything just fell in place. Yeah. But to be honest, when I first started out, I was afraid out there in, in the small waves, a wave with a 10 foot face, I was, uh, terrified. I've got a really good pounding at Sunset Beach when I was about 15 and I vowed to never surf big waves after that pounding. Getting your, your game face on? Let's do it. Ready. <laughs> I mean it could be it could be six feet, eight feet. You don't want to go? No, let's do it. Okay. I'm scared though. You'll be good. So I think it's really about surrounding yourself with the right people and facing your fears, facing the situations that make you feel uncomfortable. And the more that you engage in those types of situations that make you uncomfortable, you become comfortable. Back foot, front foot first. I think the thing that I enjoy the most is bringing people like you out and just watching you have so much fun and go through your fear and, and get your wave and get your experience and come in with the biggest smile and maybe get wave on the head and and come up just so much more empowered yeah That was sick. That was awesome. <laughs> that was the best experience of my life. Speaking of first experiences, Butchie Wong. Okay. 12 years old. Yeah. You move out here to Hawaii. Tell me about your first surfing experience. You know, we were going to Butchie's house and hanging out with Butchie, and, and he was our best friend. And his dad had all these beautiful knee boards on the walls. They all had like art like paintings in the glass job there and he asked his dad if we could take them out so we took three knee boards out and we went right in front of the house it's only a couple miles down the road and we went out there and and when they were knee boards so you're supposed to go on your knees yeah and we could paddle into the waves and we stood right up we weren't going to stay on our knees back then we didn't have too much. We had moved to Hawaii, we were on welfare, but the ocean was a place where nothing mattered. You could spend the whole day and it seemed like a couple minutes. When Garrett and his brother Liam came of age, they both wanted to go pro as soon as possible. But various obstacles and opportunities would send them in different directions. I had gotten all the sponsors first, mm -hmm. and then I broke my back. Oh, I didn't even know that. And then part. he flew to Japan and got all my sponsors. Oh, wow. So that was depressing. 
he focused on Pipeline and Rockies, which were the two f most photographed spots in the world at yeah. that time. And he got more waves than anybody at those two spots. So he was like the top of yeah. the top. He would drop in on anybody. Anybody, yeah. <laughs> and take he had away the visor from and the yeah. neon, John McEnroe. Of he was scrapping. <laughs> he was the scrapping Irishman in Hawaii. Yeah. He scrapped for everything he got. Garrett then decided to hang it up and get a real job opening up a surf shop. He opened up Epic Sports and like everything Garrett does, he went full speed. But the less time he spent in the water, the more FOMO, depression, and old bad habits started to creep back in. It definitely got depressing. Driving to work, looking at perfect waves, and what am I doing? Yeah. At 35, I, the first time I drank coffee, started drinking coffee, going into the store. Oh man. Yeah. It's a dark move. spot. Bad move. Well, you know it's bad when you need the coffee uh, yeah. for the energy. Then you're like, all right, what's going on? Why am I not naturally energized by yeah. life? Out of that FOMO and desperation, he wrote a 35-point business plan to keep surfing. Uh, business plan for dummies. Business plan for dummies. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm sure it's a great business plan. Do you still have it? I don't know. I don't. You gotta keep that thing, yeah. man. Seal it up. That's yeah. amazing. And you, you pulled it off. I mean, yeah. probably more than if, if if you were to zoom in to today from the time you're writing this business plan, depressed with the surf shop, you'd probably cry tears of joy, right? Like you'd be like, I could never imagine all this stuff happening, or could you? I have always been very ambitious. So the store it was gonna be the biggest, best. Uh huh monster and I had a lot of plans and hopes and dreams and they were they all could have come true mm -hmm. but as if it were manna from heaven for Garrett's career tow surfing which is the concept of a jet ski towing surfers into waves burst onto the scene in the early 2000s all of a sudden this made 40 50 and 60 foot waves previously thought to be completely unsurfable with old-school paddling fair game it was more of a way to get away from everybody and I you know I didn't really mind the crowd but you know it was nice to be on the auto reefs all alone mm -hmm. just surfing for the love of it there's traditional surfing and there's extreme surfing I prefer to do extreme surfing put your life on the line every time you go out around this time Garrett caught one of the most legendary waves that's ever been surfed to this day at Jaws. When you see Buzzy and Laird and Derek surfing Jaws in like what 2001, 2002, are you? Do you get the chills? Do you immediately know like this is this is my future? I saw them at Jaws and I saw them kind of not in the barrel, and I'm just wondering why they weren't in the barrel. And I was like, I gotta go over there and get barreled. And you got one of the best barrels of Jaws to this day uh, in 2003. It's still probably the best barrel ever ridden at Jaws. Yeah, that was a, the most memorable ride I've ever had to date. Really? Yeah, you call yeah. that the most memorable, yeah. including the 70 foot or 100 yeah. foot or those whatever. Were, right those right. were the best for my career, but the Jaws was the most memorable. Really? Yeah. I think in some ways you, you invented the spot of Nazare. I mean, it was, it was a historic fishing spot in Portugal with, with an incredible history. And my takeaway is you, you almost formed a startup 
and it was like Nicole was on safety and CJ who didn't have any you know jet ski experiences all of a sudden jet skiing and you're playing shotgun and it's almost like you're an entrepreneur for this spot and per a lot of entrepreneurs where people are like you're crazy you're doing this nutty thing that doesn't make any sense you have you know the best surfers in your field saying that Nazare is a fake wave it's not real what sort of drove you there i'd been hunting for the 100 foot wave for about 10 years at that time and we all thought it was at cortez banks nobody even thought of portugal as a big wave spot It took us five years. We were emailing back and forth for five years, and Nicole saw the email chain and said, what is this? I go, oh, this guy wants me to come to Portugal, see if his wave is any good. And then she said, should we go? And I go, okay, yeah, let's go. And then one month later, we were there. So it made me all because of Nicole. Yeah, that's a good microcosm for her overall effect on your life, I think. You know, if you have before Jesus and after Jesus, before and Nicole, and before Nicole and after Nicole, she's this amazing dividing line. And funny thing is, that's what they say in in uh, Portugal. Really, Nazare before Garrett and Nazare after Garrett. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is hilarious. Yeah, she's so intuitive and tapped in. I think spiritually, it's almost like she can you know help help you forecast what's going to happen, help you sense what's going on out there, and then we she can actually manifest a big wave if she wants to. Like we've manifested swells to come in at a certain date and they come and i remember we were uh going to uh jet ski and then she she was like i'm gonna i'm gonna see if the the dolphin pack can come out and she like does a little dolphin prayer or something <laughs> and then all the dolphins come out and like me and you you know we can get you know five ten feet away from the dolphin she's in the dolphin pack <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that normal to see all that like, together though that's not off together sometime that was special. Oh, we, we met at an autistic surf camp. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, so you were volunteering and Garrett was on the other side. <laughs> 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 I taught middle school for a while. Uh -huh. oh, she gets letters to this date. You're the best teacher I ever had. Oh, Mostly sex ed. She peeled the banana. I did teach, <laughs> I did teach sex ed. <laughs> What I find so interesting about Nazare in some ways is that the 100 foot wave, you didn't even want the photo to go out. You were like, oh, this isn't a real wave. It's, you know, like I never broke. And then all of a sudden the, the picture gets sent to, I think it was Surfer Europe or something. And you, that sets off a cascade. You got a good memory. <laughs> the wave wasn't that big, but the media wave that stormed me <laughs> after was, I mean, I was just. CNN, BBC, blah, blah. Did you feel weird about being shipped around and having to talk about the same wave over and over and the over The only again? thing I felt weird about was the wave. I didn't, wasn't a good wave. Yeah. I felt weird about them guys saying, you got the 100 foot wave. I'm like, oh, I don't know, but whatever, okay. But if you, take the, <clears throat> if you take the mentality of all the other waves and all the pain you had to put yourself through to get that wave, even if that was the wrong wave to recognize, I think you were you were worthy of all that press. It's still my favorite photo. It's an amazing photo. Yeah, the most beautiful photo. My, the favorite thing I is that Nicole is on the lighthouse with yeah. our three other friends. That's amazing. She got the walkie-talkie coming down. It's a, it's <laughs> iconic. It's one of the best surfing photos I think of all time, if not the best. Are you gonna go back to Nazare next year and try yeah, to get a big one? We definitely go back there and. There is one wave that I have in mind that I've surfed a million times in my mind that mm -hmm. 
if it comes um, and I'm there, I want to be ready to ride it. Okay. I don't have to. Yeah. Well, that's a good I, spot to be in. With the Patropa detachment, don't stay too rigidly attached. Texture is a sensation like this. Textures. Yeah. So I've detached from it. I was pretty rigidly attached when that 100 foot wave photo came out, but I should have just let it go because the whole world thinks I rode the 100 foot wave after that one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I go, oh, you got the road done. Now it's even more. Oh, 100 foot wave guy. Yeah, because so of HBO. Like, <laughs> I think about you and you're like a big kid. Like, you just get so excited about, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this. And I can imagine you've probably evolved so much. Yeah, definitely evolved. Um, physically, mentally, spiritually, mostly us, mentally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. Physically, I'm working on evolving right now and I feel amazing and we'll see what the future brings. Well, you're the most in shape. <clears throat> How old are you now? 56? Uh, I'm, I'm far from the most in shape. I, yeah. I'm, I'm getting Come on. There. At, at that I'm age, getting... I don't know anybody even uh, close to you. got crazy endurance you can still surf gnarly stuff and then you got have energy all day I'm ready to just turn it on I'm really ready despite many injuries and setbacks over the years like his shoulder being shattered in 10 pieces at Mavericks in 2016 Garrett's absurdly strong mind over matter abilities always seem to prevail pulling him back into perfect health I've never seen you demoralized I remember you got COVID and we were on the phone for a little bit <laughs> and Nicole's on in the back I'm like Garrett you gotta rest get off the phone and you're just like my body's telling me not to eat I, f I feel better than ever like it's transforming <laughs> me I'm gonna come back stronger all this stuff yeah it recalibrated me recalibrated you that's beautiful speaking of which Garrett you forgot your mask during the <laughs> Garrett and Nicole have started an amazing foundation that helps kids discover nature, be more environmentally conscious, and self-sufficient. It has a particular focus on disadvantaged kids. More people need to see how you guys live out here in Hawaii. You do all these incredible things for the community. I often say, you know, if the world goes to shit, you guys will be some of the last people uh, who, who, who can live because you're so self-sufficient out here. So tell me what you're trying to do with the foundation. Well, the, the main goal is to provide meaningful nature experiences for, for the children, for the youth, for our future. If they don't actually go in the ocean and see the fish or go hiking and see how beautiful the mountains are or understand whatever we put on the street or anywhere, it somehow ends up in the waterway and then ends up in the ocean. So we want to share with them meaningful nature experiences so they fall in love with nature, so they nurture nature, you know, create stewards of the earth. Our favorite way to share and give the person who's helping with funding an experience 
is to take them on what we call the McNamara experience. Yeah. You basically step into my shoes. You get to the warehouse, you get in a wetsuit, you get on my jet ski, and you go out to where the biggest waves in the world break. In the sky, in the sky, sky, we just fly, we just fly, fly. And we have it set up in Portugal, and we're setting it up here in Hawaii. It's tailor-made. The experience is tailor-made. You don't have to be a surfer. You can come hang out and we can just go have lunch or go have dinner. That's as, as simple as it gets. It gets real elaborate and extravagant. You can go out and swim with the dolphins, swim with the whales, drive the jet ski right under a giant wave and you can feel the power, totally safe. You could actually get towed into a wave. You can go stand up paddling. You can go traditional surfing. We have the sweat lodge. We can do a sweat. We can do um, goal setting. We can share with you the different types of workouts and, the, and the, the, the way we do our days and how we stay focused and how we manifest. And yeah, there's so many different layers. And the, the real basic one is you come, come to the property with your wish list. The day will dictate if we, what we can do and how we can do it. If you come on a whim, like, okay, so we set it up, you've donated, you're ready, and then we stay in contact until the perfect day arises. The perfect day arises, you come over, you get everything in your wish list. If you just come on a scheduled date because your schedule's real busy, then when you arrive here, we unroll whatever we can, whatever we can experience. As somebody who's stayed with them multiple times, I cannot recommend it enough. You'll come away a different person. If you wanna learn more about the foundation, I'm putting all of the relevant links in the description. How do you view what's happening in the world? Because in some ways you guys are living in paradise. Like this place is incredible. It's hard not to be optimistic living in, in Hawaii, especially how you guys live. And then you see what's happening in the mainland. You see what's happening with COVID, which, <clears throat> You know, may maybe is now over only because we're on the maybe the brink of World War Three or something. But uh, how do you how do you look at all that stuff? Do you track it or you try to just focus on family and focus I on local stuff? Mostly focus on positive outcomes, solutions. I mean, I could go real dark. We went over to Angola and the beaches are 100% covered with trash this mm. high, and we showed up to do a beach cleanup, and I just thought it was what are we doing here what there's nothing we can do jesus and we went and we it's too much to clean, clean and we actually cleaned the beach mm. it was amazing i think that technology can save us technology has the answers mm. it's a matter of us actually following what technology shares we need to do to to reverse things yeah do i stand up when it's going i'll down? tell you when Garrett, Nicole, your whole family, thank you so much for having me. Like always, it was a truly incredible and very necessary reset. Let me know in the comments how surprised you were that I didn't ask Garrett about aliens. And until next time, I'm Jesse Michaels, and this is American Alchemy. Dude, that is awesome. That was like the best day of my life. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. I love you. I love you too.